Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Aussies stand together, hit twice but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature in conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry. We're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. The unfiltered crew will be in the Hunter region Monday the 27th of June and selling T-shirts and having a coldie with you as well. At 9.30am, we'll be with the legends at Aussie Meats, Sandgate Road at Shortland, before hitting the road to the Horse and Jockey Hotel in Singleton for midday. After drooling over Aussie Meats T-Bones, might actually rip into one here for lunch for an hour. Reckon we'll be thirsty by about 3pm. Good timing for our appearance at the Chelmsford Hotel in Curry Curry for a beer and a bet. Then it's off to the Black Butt Hotel in New Lambton for another coldie with the legends there and some dinner. We're selling T-shirts to raise money for the Lismore flood victims. Come along, say day, and you could make a massive difference. Aussies stand together, hit twice but still strong. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series, Billy Moore, Part 2. Enjoy. Help your mate. How good's that? Yeah. You, as a team, you're going to help each other. Yeah. To do something with and for you, mate. Find a solution. Yep. Professionals are paid to find solutions, yeah. not excuses. Don't give me excuses. Find a solution. And that's why the third one is no excuses. That's what a Queensland does. Especially when you're playing, you said Wales. There's no such thing as a glorious loss. Yep. You either win or you lose. Yeah. So as Jacko said, and mate, nearly tears in his eyes, he goes, find a solution. That's what Queensland means. And I, I love it. As you can tell, I bought into it. That was, that was 92. Yeah. That got passed on in 95, key moment. Narrative is important. Super League War rages. Yeah. Queensland, who normally have about – Less than 20% to pick from. We can't pick Broncos, Canberra, Canterbury. So we can't pick Alan Langer, Steve Walters, Kevin Walters, you know, Steve Runoff. We can't pick those superstars. Mm. We throw nine rookies in, which was a record. The only Australian player we had was Dale Shearer, and I always laugh, and so he played back in the 60s. Yeah. We rolled him back out for another tracksuit. Yep. New South Wales had, I think, 10 or 11 yeah. current kangaroo tourists from the year before 94. Yeah. So we're in the chain sheds. Three minutes ago before the game, I caught the eye of the storm, the moment of peace and quiet. I was, I love that moment. If I could take you anywhere, Andy, and you've been there anyway, but to drop someone in the eye of the storm. Oh, yeah. When there's no one else in the room but the players. I'm looking around and I'm looking at you. This, about the word of honesty I used before. This mm. is honesty. You've got to do what you said you're going to do. You've got to deliver. You've got to find mm. a solution with no excuses. Otherwise, someone's going to get hurt here. Yep. Because you're going to play, you're playing against the best of the best. Mm. It creates that moment of clarity, stillness. And the great Gary Larson turned and goes, Billy, Billy, Tim, give him some of that Queenslander shit, mate. Tell him that Queenslander stuff you've said to me. <laughs> Tell him about what Jack O told you. So I told the young blokes the three things. Help yeah. me, mate, find a solution and no excuses. And I pumped everyone up. We've all started screaming Queenslander, Queenslander, Queenslander. And I've gone down the race onto the field at, uh, at the Sydney Football Stadium. Channel 9 put a camera in the tunnel for the first yeah. ever time. It was never there before. Wasn't it really? Had never been there before. No one knew it was there. 
and I always had the greatest thing in my life took place. The other 16 blokes shut up, and I've been living off it ever since. <laughs> but what you saw come down that tunnel was Peter Jackson personified, totally fixated. I knew yep. the challenge ahead. To win that game one, we won by one 2 nil. No try scored. It'll never happen again. Mm. We defended, defended our young blokes, our back three, Robbie O'Davis, Brett Dallas, Matt Singh. I don't know how many tries yep. Singh he saved. But we, that, was, that, was, that was skill that was lying below this blanket that no one realised was there because yep. of those nine rookies, I think seven went to play for Australia. Some of Queensland's best come out of that group. Yeah. But this was game one. No one knew what they could do. Yeah. Well, mate, they delivered. They delivered, and that's what Queensland have always done. When the when the time comes, we deliver. We don't find excuses. We find solutions. If we're being honest, the game at that time needed a feel-good story. It was yep. in tatters big as a Super League, irrespective of which side of the border you're on and which jersey you cheer. The Maroons provided that feel-good story. Massive story. Most underrated team ever to win an yep. Origin Series. But won 3-0. Yeah, and which I think had only been done four times prior to that moment in time. It's so hard to win three, but we did. Yeah, without a doubt, the, the game had hemorrhaged. Rugby League found a way to shoot itself in the foot. Again, Actually, yeah. it cut its foot off. Yeah. And it, it's taken a long time to regrow. So, yeah, Rugby League did need that story. And us doing what we did was great for the game, uh, great for Queensland, and it really gave a platform for the game to recover. And it's, it's the myth has become palatable to the point where it, every year everyone loves Origin to the point yeah. where it's transcended borders. It's transcended that gap where AFL people don't know the game, but they know Origin. Yep. And that's only that, that's a great thing for a game. Same year, the Queenslander call yes. and the story at the MCG. Yes. What's your version of events and recollections? Before the game? Yeah. Teams meet simultaneously in their team hotels. We had our meeting just after New South Wales had theirs on the other side of the city. Phil Goulds walked in and gave this powerful speech about three weeks ago you got beaten by a bunch of bums, basically. These guys aren't up to it. You go out and prove you're up to it. And he goes, if they say that coins anything, I want you to punch somebody, <laughs> right? Whoever says it. Well, we found out because Fatty Vaughan's one of his mates was in the, in the New South Wales team, so he's rang Fatty. Fatty's walked into our, into our hotel the other side of the city a couple minutes later, and we're sitting there waiting. We were up 1-0. MCG, packed house. Fatty walks in, he goes, boys, this is not about luck. This is about your passion. It's about delivering on what you said you're going to do. He said, by the way, this is not going to be pretty. He said, as well as tactics, are the first person that says Queensland's going to get punched in the head. Who's going to say it? Boom. All the hands go up. Everyone? Everyone. Yeah. Actually, Benny I can even put his hand up, and that, that, that's saying something. Wow. Uh, well, he thinks he did, but I'm sure, sure he did. So we've gone to the game, five minutes in the match, we have the first scrum. Yeah. And as we go into the scrum, we've just nodded at each other, said it's on. Yeah. So our front row, Wayne Bartram, uh, great bloke. Yeah, but, yep. uh, there's a lot of shit in Bardo. Yeah. He, and he loved it. He loved it too. So he, Herney and Gavin Allen, they've said, righto, Queenslander. And they've come up, guns loaded. You said, well, I was scrum, it almost sort of slowed. It popped up, you know, not quite as quick. And you can almost see Queenslander, Queenslander. What's it about that? They also that triggered yeah. before they could trigger it. It was on. Yep. It's erupted. Well, we've seen plenty of this in origin. This is one of the best. They've come from everywhere like it was almost a rehearsal. Have a look at them. Throw them. Brawls have broken out. Hopalati. He might be in his first origin match. 
Barnhill's involved. Well, this has been the best thing. Barnhill and Billy Moore, they have tried plenty. <laughs> I think in both camps' minds, they wanted to try and show some dominance in the first scrum. I'm at the back of the scrum, and I've run around for some to dance with. And there was no one there. Every, 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 it just it was everywhere. I've never been in a, in a moment like it. It yeah. just – everyone got involved. Yeah. The only two guys that didn't get involved were Gary Larson and Greg Farmer because they were brother-in-laws, married sisters. They looked at each other and thought, we better not. Yeah. Because you know, Kate and Steph would have killed them. Christmas at lunch would be really <laughs> awkward. Well, very difficult. But everyone else got into it. Anyway, I ended up finding a dance partner in David Barnum. Mm. And that David Barnum was like Gary and so many footballers got crushed larics. Yeah. Barney's a good bloke. And uh, Barney looks at me and I look at him. He goes, mate, what do you reckon? I said, sweet, buddy. He goes, right up, let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> I threw 100 punches and they all missed. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing because as much as the Queen's in a call gets played coming down the tunnel, which I puff the chest out, yeah. they always play that fight where I threw 100 and they all missed. All of a sudden I put my head down and go, oh, yeah, that's right. You're a shit fighter. <laughs> mate, have we ever accurately or properly established that – Someone actually did say something to Fatty and someone actually did say something to Gus or Fatty and Gus just stirred the pot and let it go? That's a really good question and I reckon you'd have to have Fatty and Gus here together and even then they probably wouldn't know the real that's truth. Right. yeah. And I right. think it's one of those things, it's, it's Grant's own life. Yeah. So imagine what it's going to be like in 30 or 40 years' oh. time. When all of a sudden, when all of a sudden, the perpetrators involved in the in the build up of it, and those that participated in the fight, when, when we all pass on, mm. mate, it's just going to grow extra legs. Legends, uh, I can see that there is a heap of redneck in me, but it was the greatest theatre, the greatest emotion dump, either in the stadium or at home watching. In the end, no one got hurt. I miss it. I miss the confrontation. Yes, times are changing, mm. but that element and that confrontation of rugby league has so much appeal to me and my generation, and we're the same age. My older brother, two years older than me, Rob, doesn't watch rugby league anymore because he, he misses that. Yeah. He thinks it's soft. And, yep. I, and I, I keep saying my point of view about fatigue makes cowards of us all. Yep. But that was a different level of uh, roughness and toughness. Yep. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Shoulder charge, the punching, it'll never come back because it won't ever be allowed because of the, the social stigma around it. Yep. Um, the insurance companies probably won't let it happen either. And, yeah. and ultimately, the, they'll be the dictators. Of, well, they dictate our life already. We probably don't realise it as yeah. much. But the insurance companies will play a much bigger part moving forward in sport and in general life. But mm. the one part of me 
Because I used to love going home for Origin that first 15 minutes mm. in the early in the early 80s when Arthur beats and Chris close, yeah. you know, you know, up against you know the you know the, the winds, you know, Tommy Redonicus. You knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And it was on for five or ten. Yep. Fatty summed it up best. He said, there's going to be a fight. He said, the key here is one in, all in. Yep. Help your mates. Dick. He goes, what's even more important, though, is the team that gets back to playing football is the one that will win. If you stay in a fight-centric mode, yep. you'll get out of your groove and you'll get beaten because they've got some wonderful players. So true. And that's what it was. So one part of me doesn't look at the ice hockey model. Yeah. Where one on one, square up, do your best. You know, Eros comes in, that's the problem. Forgotten. Yeah. So the reality is it'll never happen. Yeah. But, but I look back and with, with, with that and think, you know, I used to with bated breath mm. that first 10 minutes and just see what happened. And, and yeah. From there, they'll dance. But, and some were better than others. Yeah. And I think back now, Arthur Beats and Chris Close would be two blokes I'd want him on my, in my trench. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Almost 250 first-grade games all told between the Bears, the Maroons and the Kangaroos. Do games or certain games stand out to you for whatever reason or does it become one successful blur? Great question. A lot blur, but there are moments yeah, that, okay. that you can think back. First test, Gates said, north of England, no one there. And I've never seen any footage of the game. I don't know if they had footage of it. It was a World Cup. And I just know, though, again, for Billy Moore, for my family and all the people who helped me on the journey, yeah. when I was singing the national anthem, oh, there's never a prouder man. That was I fantastic. That. My first Origin game. Yep. I remember when I ran out, 1992, I had tears in my eyes. Mm. Again, the passion. And I always say this. When you're a Queenslander and you run at Lang Park, especially the first time, you don't run your float. That's when you realise yeah. what it's like, the power and passion of that jersey because that jersey captures everyone's feelings and Queensland, they all care. Yeah, they do. They all fucking care, mate. Yep. From Coolangatta to the Cape, yep. everyone buys in and from all around the globe. Yeah. And any Queenslander that has a chance yeah. to watch, it's massive. I was with Jim Jeffries yeah. last Friday and his father. Jim Jeffrey's father comes from Roma, went to school with Arthur Beetson. Really? Jim Jeffrey sang the national anthem on North Sydney Oval at 15. Guess who Jim Jeffrey's and he, you know, supports? The Bears. But wow. de facto over the supports Queensland because his dad come from Roma. The tentacles of, of sport are so diverse yeah. and so deep. So when you find um, Adam Scott, Walking to the playoff to win the Masters, yeah. and I think it was the first tee box. Yep, he goes to hit the ball just prior to getting himself into preparation. Queenslander, someone screams that out. Yeah, Adam Scott acknowledges. Yeah, you know he's been in here to the restaurant, and he, he want to talk about golf. He want to talk about Origin. Really? So you you find that that you know Cameron Smith, the golfer Cameron Smith. Yep, I did a function at his club in the north of Brisbane, and. I gave him – he was part listening to the, my little speech and I told him the Jacko three points. Yep. Anyway, I was, at, I was at his table and his dad was having a beer with me and he had a piece of paper and a pen. He goes, can you tell me what those three things are again? He wrote them down. 
this is now one of the greatest golfers on the planet. But he's a Queenslander. Yeah. So when you're a Queenslander, you're a Queenslander and that's it. And Origin will always be the moment when we all come together. So playing my first Origin game. Who are the special. moments more special for, Bill? Those moments that stand out in your mind, are they more special for you or are they more special for your family? They were special for me, but I think they look back. And yeah. That was their markers where, where they – it didn't make them any better people or no. parents or, or brothers, but it gives them a chance to go, yeah, because they know they played a partner. Yeah. And I was more than happy to – I wanted the spotlight sh- shone on them. I wanted the spotlight shone on Wallangarra, on yep. Tenerfield, on Stanford where I came from, you know. So all that, that area, and, and I, I wanted to share that journey mm, because – because Sharing the journey, when you look at the mantra of those three mm. things about being a Queenslander, the first one is help your mates. So they all help me. So by, by me being able to achieve something, that they share in that, that spotlight as well. Back to the Bears, two premierships. Actually, we're celebrating the centenary this year. The Bears won 1921 and 1922. But Sunday, July 25th, Parramatta 44-4 over the Bears. Your last game, mm. a few games short of the end of the season. How much... Did it hurt not playing in the club's final game five weeks later? Yeah, well, massively. Because yeah. at that point in time, I didn't realise it was going to be my last game, but I contracted pneumonia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were crook. Yeah, well, I, that was on the, the that game. Yep. And I had a shit game. And I remember the next day, because we, we, we had to relocate to the Central Coast. Yeah. So everyone that was in the Bears squad... Uh, at the start of that year in 1999, we all had to sell or rent a house out and move to the Central Coast. I moved to Copacabana. Yep. Um, I had a house in Chiswick. So I relocated there. So after we played Paramount at North City Oval, the ground never got finished, sorry, at Gosford. So we never played any games there. So how much of a catastrophe was this? We, we all moved to the Central Coast, but we had to come back to train and play at North City Oval. Oh. So I remember we played Parramatta and I played terrible. And I remember the next day, I rang the club and I said, I can't come for training. I'm sick. Yep. They said, what's wrong? I said, I'm, I'm vomiting. Uh, a little bit of, bit of blood. And I started urinating blood and I collapsed at home. Anyway, I basically came to in the emergency room at the Gosford Hospital and Jeez. I remember clearly the doctor saying to me, um, a bit like Pulp Fiction. You know when they stick the adrenaline shot in the heart? Yeah. I got one of those. He goes, mate, you, you keep – well, actually, the pneumonia was – I thought I, I hit in the kidneys playing Parramatta. Yep. I thought I might rupture the kidney because I was urinating blood. Anyway, the doc said, um, maybe, mate, we could, could do. What we'll do is we'll just do a quick scan of your body and we'll do a scan of my chest. When he threw the scan up on the on the, the, uh, the glass, the X-ray, he goes, mate, you haven't ruptured a, ruptured a kidney, mate. You've got pneumonia. One lung is gone. You've got only a quarter capacity left of the other one. He said, mate, you're, you're in a bit of trouble here. Aussies stand together, hit twice but still strong. The north coast of Australia was smashed twice by Mother Nature in conjunction with Hunter Valley Promos and Rotary Club Curry Curry. We're raising funds for the people of Lismore to make a difference. The unfiltered crew will be in the Hunter region Monday the 27th of June and selling T-shirts and having a coldie with you as well. At 9.30am, we'll be with the legends at Aussie Meats, Sandgate Road at Shortland before hitting the road to the Horse and Jockey Hotel in Singleton for midday. 
after drooling over Aussie Meat's two bones, might actually rip into one here for lunch for an hour. Reckon we'll be thirsty by about 3pm. Good timing for our appearance at the Chelmsford Hotel in Curry Curry for a beer and a bet. Then it's off to the Black Butt Hotel in New Lambton for another coldie with the legends there and some dinner. We're selling T-shirts to raise money for the Lismore flood victims. Come along, say good day, and you could make a massive difference. Aussies stand together, hit twice, but still strong. And what actually happened over the next half hour, my body started to shut down, kidneys, liver, all started shutting down. I'm laying in the bed vomiting blood, and I can remember just starting out in out of consciousness. And the doc said to me, he goes, mate, we're going to have to give you a drilling shot in your heart to keep it going. And he didn't do the old pulp fiction. They, they put it through the carotid artery. The and neck, I remember yeah. he, I could see him touch the syringe. I could have walked out. Wow, what a drug. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, I stayed in hospital for a week, intensive care. Because uh, if that didn't work, I was going to have to go in and induce coma. Um, so basically, I stayed in intensive care, got out like a week and a half later. That was me done. My body was cooked. And the club went down the gurgle and didn't get to play in those last couple of games for the Bears. They merged with Manly yeah. and I had, I was just trying to get back to full health. Anyway, I decided I was done. That would be – I wasn't going to play in a merged entity. I had offers from other clubs. Yeah. So ultimately that pneumonia was what brought Billy Moore to the realisation that I wasn't – I was going to be a one-club man. Yep. I'd end at, end at 28 uh, and that was the end of my career. And it was like I rose so quickly, Andy – I fell equally quickly because yeah. I basically left the club within uh, a month and came back to Queensland, and that was it. The realisation the dream was or was about to be over, did that hit you? Yeah, tough. I'll be honest now, I, I was a reasonably smart guy. Yeah. As, as I said, my mum had, had groomed me into being well-balanced. I'd pulled away and – was mindful of the moment and, and could could really appreciate that yep. moment. Um, I'd mixed in other circles, so rugby league, I could see that it was a part of your life, not the, all of your life. Yep. I remember thinking all my former colleagues and other sports people that struggled with the moment yep. and, and couldn't adjust to, to life post-sport. Yep. I thought having a, a degree in physiology, um, having been well-balanced – that this wouldn't come to me. Mm. It did. It did. I could not believe it how much. I fell so quickly and I kept falling and kept falling yep. for two years. So eventually I turned it around, which I'm very proud of. More so than playing for Australia was the turn. And yep. I, I always talk to people about that. And, and, and being able to, to – we, we all fall. Yeah. It's about getting back up again. Yep. So I ended up getting back up. Um, but I couldn't believe any how quickly I fell and then, yeah, you know, the depression that comes on with it mm. for a little while. And but eventually, I, I, all the lessons I'd learned on the journey to go from Wollongong to the top to play for Australia, yeah. I'd forgotten those lessons, and they were the lessons I needed in my darkest hour, and I helped rebuild. So that, that to me was was the most important thing that could help me back out of it. But yeah, I, I, I didn't think I would fall, but I did. Um, so any sports person at any age, and this is the thing: once you're told your dream is over. Once the dreams come to end, if it is truly your dream, you only have one of them. Mm. And when you get told sometime at the back end of your career, whether it's in your 20s to your 30s, depending how good you are, 
the change happens quickly mm. and to be prepared for it, very few can handle it quickly. The ones who struggle the most were ones like I noticed the ones who go out of the goldfish bowl because all your network is inside that bowl. Yeah. Once you leave the bowl, and I thought I thought I was out of the bowl, but obviously it happened so fast. Yeah. I, I still had I needed a lot more in the bowl than I thought, but eventually I recovered. And unfortunately, some some of the people don't. Yeah. And I, and I feel for them because I, I know that, and not many people get know this story that, that, that the darkness had me for a little while. Yep. And but I, I found a way out of it. Um. So yeah. All sports people, when their dream comes to an end, there is an adjustment. I don't care who you are, there is an adjustment. Yeah. Did you find your way out yourself? Uh, some people are able to do that through a mental, mental strength, through a resilience. Some people need to speak to others. In your fight, what yeah. was the process with you? Mainly the self, because the self had come uh, down the pathway. And my mum and dad died when I was young. My mum passed away when I was 23, dad when I was 25. So I couldn't lean on them. I remember so many times I wish I could have leaned yeah. on her when I needed her most. Yep. But she wasn't there. So ultimately, the it was me, but there was a couple of key conversations with some really close people. Yep. Um, and that word I've used a couple of times, the bedrock. Yep. Honesty. You've got to be honest. That's the starting point to go forward. To anybody listening to this that, that has those darker moments and is feeling they're on the way down to reach the bottom and to turn, you've got to build on rock. Mm. If you lie, you're building on sand. The bedrock is honesty and truth. And once you can say, hey, this is where I'm at now, yep. do a SWOT analysis of where you're at, yeah. that's the beginning point to turn mm. and get people around you to help. But unless you can do that, you're going to really struggle to come out of that position. The Bears, a rebirth, a relocation, you're on the board. Yes. Does that have appeal to you? Massive. As I said, um, one club man, we talked about the, how that came about, and I've said multiple times already I owe so much to the Bears. Mm. I can't I can't undervalue, under, understate how much the Bears played a part in Billy Moore's life. So I'll give anything back. So as a board awesome. member, whatever it takes. So uh, I'm trying to impart my personality a little bit on the board. Yep. And what does that mean? Well, Billy Moore is saying this. We are pragmatic. We'll evolve. We don't want to be a burden on anybody. We want to come back to the game and bring our fans back, bring back our passion and history, and we will be a welcoming inclusion in the game. We will not be an anchor. We'll be a support mechanism. So the more we can do, to, to uh, more opportunities that we have to come back into the game, and whatever shape or form that is, I know that that is going to be an improvement to us. Life good at the moment, mate. As we sit here, you're a co-owner of a, a wonderful restaurant at Malula Bar on the Esplanade or Gallows. Um, better give it a plug to finish the interview. Yeah, well, if anybody's looking for a pizza or pa- pasta and they yeah. and they make their way to the Sunshine Coast, top to bottom. So if you come to Noosa, we're, we're 40 minutes south. If you yep. come to Calanda, we're 20 minutes north. So we cover the whole of the sunny coast. It's... Uh, it's uh, it's worth the journey, Absolutely. and I don't say that lightly because uh, well, we work with passion, we cook with flavour. Put those two together, you're gonna have a good meal. Love it. Two hundred and eleven first grade games, seventeen origins, national jerseys as well, an Australian sports medal, if you don't mind, and a member of the North Sydney Bears team of the century, and rightfully so. It's been a pleasure, Billy Moore. You sir are a legend. Andy, absolute pleasure to be on your podcast. Uh, hopefully, those out there might learn a little bit more—not about Billy Moore, but about the journey of making the most out of out of your life, living a dream. 
and, and then when the dream changes, still stay in the productive area of creating another dream. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.